0: Blue Kool Aid drinkers,
1: big Z here. It's the middle of June, so you know what that means. Not a lot of NFL news, however, we always have something to talk about here on Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. So, on this episode, we'll be talking about some mini camp uh, surprises or names you might not know that are getting on people's radars. Um, some of the coaches that we like so far, the assistant coaches at least, and then um, just some reactions from the Entering the Den, uh, the Lions series. and all the behind the scenes from the drafts a lot of transparency man we're just drinking a lot of blue kool-aid here into this upcoming 2021 2022 season so please sit back relax grab your kool-aid it's time for the pod (laughs) blue kool-aid drinkers we are back, it's June 14th, we're recording this on, and you know, it's, it's there's not a ton going on, but we are always ready to drink the Blue Kool-Aid, no matter what time of year it is. Love Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. We got love some it. of the Blue Kool-Aid crew here,
2: so we got UJ. Hello everybody, I know it's slow, but gosh darn, we love talking about the Lions. And then Ruddog. Dog. Yo!
1: And I'm Big Z. So what we're going to be talking about in this episode, we gonna be breaking down uh, just some of the things that we've been seeing at minicamp and then uh, just some of the other news that's come out about the line just and more about their just overall, I would say, transparency. <laughs> um, just a, again, it, we've mentioned it several times since the, you know, the new regime has come in, but the transparency is night and day and there's just some revealing things that came out that we just kind of want to comment on. Yeah. But let's dive into mini camp. Um, and we're going to, not the, necessarily talking about, you know, some of the bigger names, but some, some of the names you didn't know necessarily that maybe uh, have gotten on the radar. I mean, we can't attend, so these are all just based on reports that we've read and seen. and But, uh, Red Dog, I know you wanted to talk about a certain uh, tight end that has kind of stood out t- to you a little bit here early on.
3: I'll leave that to you, because that was UJ's oh. guy.
1: All right,
2: UJ. Um, th- we'll, uh, that's okay. We'll throw it Jay, to you, then, man. Uh, came up in conversation today, and we were doing some reading, uh, studying on some of these undrafted free agents. and a guy named Brock Wright had a Notre Dame tight end. Uh, very uh, unsung, didn't get drafted, but uh, I'll tell you what. This guy's RAS score was off the charts. Uh, I'm probably going to just paraphrase here, but out of the, in the last 20 years or so, he's ranked like 74th out of all tight ends tested mm. out of like what? 2000 tight ends or something. I don't know. 900 tight ends. I don't, know. it's a lot. Anyways, our ass scores off the charts. He's a big dude can block. Uh only caught six passes at Notre Dame last year, but uh, I guess in camp, he's been uh, making some nice catches. So uh, this is, I think this is one of those under the radar guys that we should watch out for. I think this guy's got a chance of making the team really beef up that, uh, tight end unit, you know, with Fells now and Hawkinson. Yeah. I, I think this, and plus, you know, his ability as a blocker, he's a big dude, six, four and a half, two fifty-seven. So, you know, this guy's going to be a, a load in the blocking game, in the run game. So, uh, yeah, I, I think keep an eye on this kid and, uh, he's big. He's, he's everyone. All the coaches talk about him. They love this kid. He's great character and uh, really tough. So, um, uh, yeah, this, this is my, uh, Dark horse to make the team here this year. So, oh anybody... I like it—a little dark horse pick. Yeah,
1: and R E S just. And in case you don't know what that is, it's a relative athletic score. Um, there's like the like a formula that's done by this guy uh, that kind of compares athletic testing over the last, like you said, twenty plus years, and then ranks them overall throughout the years. And
3: yeah, so
1: that's over two thousand plus athletes. And if he ranks, what do you say? He was ranked like seventy fourth. Uh, right? That's I really, guess. that's really, really good. Yes. <laughs> his good.
3: overall was nine two one. I'm just gonna give you a couple of, like highlights of what of the some of the things that he really popped good. in. his bench was twenty six reps at two twenty five, which is real solid for a guy like built like that. He ran off. I seen it low as four six, but on the res they have it at a four six six, which is real solid speed for a guy who oh, caught yeah. seven passes in college. Uh, his, he, you know, just really good splits on there. 1.6 on his 10 yard split. And then a, a really good shuttle time, four, two, five. So this guy, he, he's a really good moving athlete. So,
1: um, so, I mean, you're the Notre Dame, uh, guys, uh, well versed in it more than me. What, or do you know why this guy only caught six passes in his collegiate? Well, career?
3: It, just a lot of competition. They've had some, I think two tight ends got drafted ahead of him. So
2: yeah,
3: out of, out of Notre Dame. So I I think he just kind of got buried on the roster. I watched some of his uh you can only find his high school highlights on uh on YouTube and hmm. he, he was used more as a receiver in or high school and was the kind of guy who despite his size who could run away from most guys in high school. So yeah, if you look
2: him the, up there's there, there's a good video is? of him uh going through a day in the life of a Notre Dame football player. It's really fun to watch if you ever get a chance to you know, just look hmm. the kid up. Uh You'll see who were nice the two
1: play. tight ends, Cole Komet. Who's the other one? I'm, I can't remember the second one for some reason.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember either, but uh, but yeah, um, he this guy was definitely buried on the charts as far as a uh, pass receiver goes. But uh, I guess he's pretty effective in the blocking game, and uh, and he, the catches he did make were kind of standout catches. One where he uh, made a move on a guy down the sideline and ran fifty yards down the down the uh, sideline for a touchdown and outran the defensive back, so he's got some decent speed to go with it with his size. So, all anyway. right, I like it. I yeah. like it.
1: And just the, the the Lions' tight end position. So Hogsten, Fells, you you think those are probably locks? Do we carry three tight ends or four tight ends? Because they also have a guy named Hunter Thedford and Elise Mack also on the roster currently. Yeah, Elise Mack. Some people like is a dark horse as well because he's a. a an athletic dude as well. Yeah, I we
3: haven't seen him get a lot of hype, but I just don't know too much about him at this point. Right, but, you know
2: Did, we got to I mean, hype be, somebody, and I'm hyping this guy. Okay, I mean, are <laughs> are, you, are are
3: we expecting a lot of two
2: tight end sets?
3: Do you think we carry four tight
2: ends? That's a good question. Uh
3: Well, that's the other thing. So they're talking about this guy as a potential competitor with Kabinda for the fullback position. Yeah. So. Right, I forgot Uh, to
2: mention that. Good, good point.
3: That's that's another way he might have a better shot to get on the roster than some of these other guys.
1: Yeah, Cabinda's the only fullback that we have on the roster
2: currently. Yeah, he's not even a real fullback. I mean, he was a converted linebacker, but uh, this guy, uh, Bryant, uh, or Wright, he, he also played a little fullback at Notre Dame on several plays, so. He's done
1: it. That'd be something. That'd be quite some size uh, from the fullback position then.
2: Oh man. Can you imagine that <laughs> six, four, 257 pound fullback coming at you for a linebacker. Oh yeah. yeah, that would be
3: <laughs> big dude. Oh, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love it. Tommy tremble was the tight end drafted in the third round pick 20 from Notre Dame. So,
1: Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, is there another name that you want to throw out there, Rud Dog? I know you had one or two more. You wanted well, to I, you there. know, I
3: can't, I can't let it go that uh, all reports are that Cephas is looking really good at camp, putting up, scoring <laughs> touchdowns, getting good separation. <laughs> we heard that drops, last year. Shouldn't
1: he, shouldn't he look good in camp now?
3: Well, I, I mean, he's doing what he should do. Exactly. <laughs> That's the, you know on his path to the Hall of Fame, he's doing what he's got to do.
2: Yeah, that's so. your boy, Red Dog. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with you right now. Uh, I mean, this is a wide open receiver cl- uh, group here. I think Cephas is gonna, I think he's gonna show what he's got this year, and he he's gonna rise to the top. I have a feeling. Look out for. This
1: I mean, kid. with our current crop of receivers, he should be a starter. Uh, Don't you yeah? think?
3: I think so. I think he'll either be the number two or three receiver. Uh, I think because the one thing he has something that no he. he has a build and a different skill set than a lot of these other receivers on our roster currently. So I think whatever it looks like, he'll definitely carve out a regular role to be on the field, I think. So well
2: they've we'll compared see. him to Anquan Bolden and it's a it's a legit comparison, actually. Uh Bolden was six one, two twenty. Uh this guy's six one or so and the about two oh eight, I think it was, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So really not that far off in size and differential and toughness. I mean, if you look back at his guys film at Wisconsin, it, it's pretty damn impressive. And even Jeff Okuda said he was the best receiver he ever played against in college. So that tells you something. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and with now with one year under his belt, uh, he knows what it is to be a pro. And, uh, the word is that his his route tree is, is really, really improving. He's getting really good. So, uh, yeah, look out for this kid. I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I-
1: It'll be interesting to see how he fits in the offense with Tyrell Williams, Brashad Perriman as well. Um yeah. I I I'm curious how many receivers will carry on this roster too. I mean, there, it's it's gonna be quite a battle battle. Uh Tyrell Williams, okay. if he's healthy, will make it. Yep. Brashad Perriman you think would Cephas. Then um the the rookie Amon Ra, St. Brown. Yeah. Um, have you guys read a lot about him? I haven't read a ton about him. I
2: know
3: he's not uh, in camp yet. Or, in, well, yeah. I read a couple he of
1: blurbs
2: he about it. supposedly he's having a relatively solid camp, but uh, nothing that made him stand out above the rest of them. Uh, but
1: right, you know, not a concern, but just uh, yeah, you know, rookie, it, you know, yeah,
3: exactly. Do you see that Damien? Is it Damien Ratley, the little speedster we signed mm-hmm. to, That's the receiver name. and kick returner potential guy? Uh, he was the other. Other guy we signed, so I, I don't know where he'll fit in either. If he or if they'll just put him as a returner, but definitely a guy to competing for that. I think the back end, yeah, of for that sure. And another wide receiver
1: anyway. that's really uh, come out in reports is uh, sticking out is Victor Bolden, yeah. Um, he's yeah. a guy that's been on the practice squad a couple of years now, actually. Um, yeah. and ma- maybe it just takes the right system, the uh to find yourself. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask
2: you big Z. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think now, now he's been in the practice squad for two years and all of a sudden this new squad comes in of coaches and all of a sudden he's standing out. Uh, you think that has a lot to do with it or maybe he just, uh, something clicked in his head that it's time to get moving or I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say
1: without knowing the, the exact facts, but you know, some of these, some of these people, um, you know, just are victims of circumstance that, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, can you imagine if like Patrick Mahomes didn't like go to Andy Reid and Kansas City? Like, if he was playing in like uh, I don't Detroit? know, Detroit, <laughs> yeah, or, or no, the Bears? Like, for instance, do you think Patrick Mahomes like without like a good offensive line playing behind the Bears offensive line could have had could have yeah. had like this? Yeah, could have had the same like Tyreek Hill success. No, I I don't no. think so. At least, so, so I either. mean, it just it's just funny. Uh, you know. You got to be put in the right circumstance way. sometimes. It, it's a little, it's a luck a little bit. Uh, so sometimes it, it just takes a while to find yourself. And maybe that's
3: what's yeah. going on here. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and you know, to build on that, like my favorite example of that kind of guy is, is Jerome Harrison. Wait, Jerome Harrison? Uh, yeah. The linebacker, former linebacker of the Pittsburgh Steelers who, uh, bounced around on, um, you know practice squads wasn't on the team for a long time and then turned out to be one right. of the best players at his position in the history of the nfl like you know you know if these guys are dedicating a lot of time to the all season to hone their craft build their bodies so you know i'm sure this kid has been really getting after it and you know it's not maybe it's clicking mentally but it could be also physically it's you know, yeah, Tim Boyle was describing so uh,
1: Bolden here kind of on the same line as Quintus So, like in terms of a guy that knows where to be at the right time in his routes and runs like really crisp routes. He might not be the fast guy, but he's, mm-hmm. and he's, but he's smaller than Quintus Sivas. He's five foot eight. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely got a little smaller size to him.
2: Hey, the Tim um, Boyle, by yeah, the way, well, since dude. you mentioned him, you see some of the pictures in it? Like, like, we don't get to see much video and all that, but I saw some pictures and like, that guy's jacked, man. Yeah, and I, <laughs> he really and is. Everything
1: I've heard from reporters, um, about watching him out there, yeah, it, compared to watching Chase Daniel the last uh oh, God. year or two, uh, as our backup, yeah, it's night and day. Like the arm strength, way better. Yeah, there's like actual zip on the ball now.
2: I've read. <laughs> I'm actually nice. reasonably excited to have a decent backup quarterback now. I mean, we we've never really seen the guy play, but I just have a better feeling about him, definitely than Chase Daniel. But good God. That
1: was bad. Yeah, the the I I don't think the Chase Daniel find another team. I I'm not aware of it. Um, but I mean, Tim Boyle is only 26 years old too, so he's just still a pretty young guy in terms of yeah. quarterback. Um, so a dunger guy as a backup quarterback. Um, it I I like it. I, I you know it's it's hard to know how good he is. Uh, yeah,
2: and they still got that Blau kid too. Yeah, I'm curious. Right. you think that think will like three him. or or two. I, I can't see him keeping three, really. But
1: uh, I don't either. Um, may, maybe Blouse lives on the practice squad. Yeah, again. Yeah, it.
2: that's what I'm thinking. I, that's what I'm thinking. Um,
3: yeah, I don't. I think so too. I think we have too many deficiencies in depth yeah. at other positions where we're going to want to sure. Travel Tim Boyle
1: uh, out of UConn. So I mean, not a not a big football school, really, um, and. UConn and Eastern Kentucky. He played at, so he played both those. I thought he was from Wisconsin, from certain. I don't know where work got that in my head. Maybe <laughs> yeah. just because he's playing for the pack. Yeah, I mean, he looks because yeah, he, he to kind green, of has a green look of like a yeah. typical Wisconsin quarterback. Maybe that's what, oh yeah, but, of course.
2: <laughs> you,
3: you know, if nothing else, Green Bay fans want to leave. Is that why? Is that why Aaron Rodgers might so, leave Green Bay? You know, Tim Boyle. That's Tim all. Yeah, it's Tim Boyle. Yeah, exactly.
0: Do
1: you guys think Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Packers this year?
2: My gut feeling is he will. He's going to hold out as long as he can. And he he doesn't need the practice. So, I mean, he, the rest of his team might, but he can probably just walk in there and play.
1: This is the first time in his career he's missed any of the offseason programs.
3: It's hard to say with the. It's hard to know yeah. without being there what the true depth. Of All this, I know like, is I'm loving it from. Uh, so, like, uh, I mean, it, <laughs> kind of
1: like harassing the Packers fans. I know. Oh yeah. Like,
3: yeah, seeing the Packers. Especially, in the news a lot. Like we had him on our uh,
1: podcast the one time, uh, <laughs> Zach it. King, uh, Kinger, uh, and he. <laughs> it's just funny to mess with them. Like every time I tell him, oh. Like any little tiny bit of news, he send them, Aaron Rodgers is gone, and he's like, "No, no, this is BS. No way. No, he's
2: staying. You guys, this
1: is ridiculous." <laughs>
2: well, Dude, you know the Packers. It's... You know the, the they State Farm didn't give him the Rodgers discount. And, you know Rodgers isn't mm. giving the Packers the Rodgers mm. discount. So, <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I it would be. I mean, it would definitely be
1: shocking. I, I, I would think that. he's staying too. But, but from a competitive
2: standpoint, I want him playing. Cause I want to beat their ass with Rodgers behind the helm, you know. Forget this, uh, you know. Let's get Rodgers out. Soon. Yeah. No, let's just beat them anyway. Let's be the best team in the league and beat everybody, whoever they are. So, well, I think I think
1: Rodgers heard about uh, you know the Lions starting to bite off some kneecaps, and he went out of the division fast. <laughs> That's my guess. No oh, way.
3: <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there any other sound players that you guys uh,
1: wanted to discuss in terms of uh, any other standouts?
3: I read about, yes, no, uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. I uh, have just been destroying mm-hmm. uh, coverage in camp so far. Like in seven on sevens, they're they're saying they're like uncoverable, and they're just getting uh, this. Uh, the article I read said he would be surprised if they don't catch more—you uh, know—at least sixty catches this year. So I mean, uh, that's a good sign. Swift could be our leading receiver this year. He says he can catch CV seventy-five
2: game. passes. Swift said that. Hmm. So no. I mean, can you imagine our running back is our leading receiver? I hope that's not the case, but uh, you never know.
3: I mean, if it is, that's probably a, could be a good thing. He's probably doing really good at it, but. Do you I mean, know who has the most catches in an NFL there, so. uh, uh, the NFL season? Posi-
1: from the running back position, from uh, the running back position, Jerry Rice, uh, oh. Camara. I don't know. he doesn't get used enough.
3: Would have been my guess too. But I'm going to go Christian with McCaffrey, 106
1: no, <laughs> catches.
2: Wow, 106 he got from that. Oh, yeah, he's never every yeah. down back. Yeah. You know he, that helps a lot too. Yeah, that that's crazy. I do, I, don't, I would not imagine
1: Swift being used that much. In no, this offense. me neither. Um, even it would be cool, uh, <laughs> but I'd be I fun. But think, we'd burn uh, them out quickly. <laughs> right, right. Um, but. I do look forward to seeing him using the slots more and actually catching the ball, you know, not dropping it at the end of a game. Well, hey,
2: come on. It was
1: a rookie uh, year,
2: made one mistake. We, we can't, first, first game.
1: His first I game. I know,
2: I know, I know. But you know, let's not hold it against him. Uh this... <laughs> they got He's us a better be... <laughs> draft pick in the end. So it, Yeah, it did. When you think about it, yeah. Small, small victory, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the, our, our running back room I, between him and Williams, I think they're going to be really exciting this year, very exciting, and I think they'll probably be the best in the league at touchdown celebrations. I got a weird feeling, Jamal Williams, yeah, so
3: that's <laughs> be Jamal a lot Williams of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah.
2: for sure. Do, do we have any other names
1: that we want to bring up before we move on?
2: Uh, you know, I, I got a, a quick question here. Uh, you know, we talk a little bit about the Lions coaching staff. Over the last couple of pods, and uh, we're pretty excited about the staff overall and their experience as players and things like that. What coach or coaches excite you the most? Leaving Campbell out of it, assistant coaches uh, excite you the most for what they can bring to the team and, and how they can are, help the team. Are,
1: are we excluding coordinators? The no, two coordinators? no,
2: coordinators, anyone but Campbell, all right? Not the head coach.
1: I mean, I've, I've loved the hiring of Aaron Glenn. I think Aaron Glenn, um, a lot of people wanted him uh, this year as a defense coordinator in the Lions him. Uh I, I think he is – I mean, he's been around the league for a long time, but I, I still think he's kind of an up-and-cover. I, I think he's kind of undiscovered undiscovered uh, talent, uh, d- defensive mind. And I, I think he's going to get these guys in the right place at the right time. And Aubrey Pleasant, the defensive backs coach he brought uh, over from yeah. St. Louis as well, I think. Is a big plus as well, especially for developing developing a CUDA into a top tier cornerback, like we'd like to see. Um, we saw that over in St. Louis, although or L. A. <laughs> St. Louis. Yeah. Um, but I will say the only thing that makes you skeptical, Aubrey Pleasant, yeah. is it's a lot easier to be a defensive backs coach when you have Aaron Donald in the center of your defensive line. <laughs> so without an Aaron Donald uh, there, because I I forgot which coach yeah, said it. True. I think maybe it was Sean McVay or. Maybe it was Aaron Glenn, but they said the best cornerback in the league is Aaron Donald because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, disrupts the that. pass so much. So those are the two I would say. Uh, okay, I, I like it.
2: I like it. Go ahead.
3: I
0: like.
3: Uh, mm. I'm excited about Antoine Randall L as the receivers coach. I think he was just one sort of like such a good player and seemed such a heady player. With Pittsburgh and stuff, I think it'll be really good to get the most out of, uh, you know, not the best wide receiving core on paper, but a bunch of guys coming in with talent and chips on their shoulders. Uh, Didn't he coach Perriman too? I think will really help.
2: Didn't he? And could get in Tampa Bay, yeah. Yeah, he coached Perriman at Tampa.
3: Was it him? Yeah. And that was like his best year if yep. I, if yeah. I yeah. with, like with Jameis Winston like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, i I'm really, I was really excited because yeah. I always liked it. I
2: agree. I mean, there's so many guys player, like yeah. I, I like here. I like all your picks, be- but I, I kind of close between two. I, I really like Deuce Staley is the running back coach and assistant head coach. Um, Everything I read about this guy, everything, I mean, he's just bringing some kind of energy to the team and, oh yeah the the players love him and I have a feeling this this the running back crew is just going to be something under this guy I I just just feel it and the other guy the other guy who's a close second maybe is uh Mark Brunel I think Mm -hmm. I think Mark Brunel's experience is going to help Jared Goff immensely I I remember watching Brunel play for a lot of years and I always wonder how this guy just kept going Mm -hmm. and he was always a good quarterback you know like maybe he wasn't Brady-esque or like manning ask or whatever but he was right. always a really good solid quarterback and he played for a lot of years and uh he was just a very smart heady guy i i think his experience is really going to help golf out here as golf you know makes his uh you have
1: know. you seen the videos of mark burnell uh getting involved in some of like the no know, the no the workouts and stuff he's they're like the, the quarterbacks are like you know uh they're working on footwork like Going sideways and working over pads, and like in the middle of the pads, like throw it to a guy. It's like Mark Rinnell, he's like catching and like quick releasing it right back to him. He's like super involved, running around. Cool, uh, he's really enjoying himself out there. Uh, he's, he's definitely an energy guy
2: or trying to bring a lot of energy to the. I think the all these guys Rinelli's. are, I think, all these guys are, I think these guys are going to need like a break, uh, at, break. At the, at, like on Monday, <laughs> to, just to tone down from all the energy they've been experiencing for the last week. You know, they're going to lean a day off the to unwind, you know, from all the energy.
3: (laughs) Oh, uh, another guy, I'm just going to bring him up because he's not technically a coach, but uh, I I haven't seen any videos, but I've heard Spielman's been out on the field, like checking it with these, you know, getting in the trenches with guys and stuff, doing drills. Uh, I just, the fact that he's out there helping, giving tips, you know, in an unofficial capacity, at least coaching wise, I think that's, that's a nice little. Absolutely. And that's just more like the top to down leadership,
1: there. uh, going yeah. on right now into the new organization. Um, at least what they're trying to bring w- w- w-
3: mm-hmm.
0: will it
1: work. Time will tell, but, it, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, it will. Of course. It will. <laughs> it's definitely way different than of course it we've will. experienced um, <laughs> at least in my lifetime. UJ, I don't know if there's been anything like this, uh, This type of
2: coaching wise, I I can never remember anything like this. uh, What we're seeing here, Uh, just the the level of excitement and uh, the depth of the quality of these guys. I mean, the fact that they're all they weren't just all ex-players, really good players. I mean, there's some really quality guys here. And uh, just the the energy that I'm sensing from all this, it's got to be good. I've never really sensed anything quite like this before in the past. It's exciting.
1: It's absolutely exciting. Um, And it started at the top and, and, yeah. and kind of going off that energy, I wanted to kind of tran- transition to the second part of just uh I don't, did you guys get a chance to watch that uh into the den or whatever the video series <laughs> yeah. the lines put out. Yeah,
2: so good. Usually
1: I kinda like yes. skim over that, but everybody was talking about like or you know, there's a lot of comments going around about it so I ended up watching it. It was uh it was fun to see and just like the amount of transparency that we've seen out of this regime so far. Oh is, yeah unbelievable compared to what I mean this right is, it couldn't be any more opposite from the last one
2: oh, but kidding. even for
1: other organizations I like I've never seen this much transparency <laughs> uh and what I'm talking about is like uh, oh yeah go ahead yeah like Roderick. you actually
3: believe it no, I you actually believe it when they say things like they actually were planning on trading down or considering trading down to get on the on uh, you know, and stuff like that, because then they show this video and it's just like, well, they were lying, right. Up yeah.
1: Up. Every, everything I mean, they said they're, they're uh, in their interviews and incentives been true. Like they said, like the you would have thought, like the team missed a game winning field goal uh, when they drafted Sewell. And then uh, did you guys see the reaction to them? Oh, in the, yeah. Their war room when they found out uh, Waddle was being taken and that they were going to be able to get Sewell.
2: Just fantastic. <laughs>
1: I'd never yes. seen a room react like that to get a player. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, they were jumping up and down and hugging. And yeah. it, was, it was like, they, it was like they won the Super Bowl already. <laughs> yeah.
2: All you Lions fans, you gotta check that video out. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. And to
1: that, it's on the Lions, uh, social media pages. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely worth a, a view. Um, yeah, you were mentioning, uh, Red Dog that, I mean, they, they were, they said like, we, I think Sh- Sheila Ford camp brought up, uh, what are we going to do about receiver? And they're like, well, we still got our Monra St. Brown on our board. And that was like 30 picks before they actually had the chance. And then get an I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun to see. Oh. Um, yeah. Like you said, they were trying to trade up and they, they mentioned that they were trying to, and they, they, they had a legit phone call about it. <laughs> so yeah, no, it,
3: Right, because like so many teams say, oh, you know, we really like this guy. We were we were probably going to try to trade up for him just to make it sound like they actually got the guy they wanted. And you're just you know you just wonder if that's just all hype to make it sound good because you just invested a lot in this guy and you don't want to make it sound like you reached or something. And that you know they seem pretty they seem genuine on all fronts and I love it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 they were also really excited about the Ify, uh draft pick as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. they he had him; they had him way higher on their board, uh, probably than maybe, uh, obviously than other teams because they we ended up drafting him. Um, but they You're right. They,
3: Speaking of Ife, actually, he did make some plays. I've heard he's been making some plays in camp too. Now that I'm just sorry to flashback there, but.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, yeah I mean that solid. guy has the athletic ability to. Do something in the NFL if he's put in the right position. That's what I'm excited about Aaron Glenn, at least. Um, is I, I believe he can put these guys in the right position to succeed, yeah, in, in the modern NFL. I, I feel like Matt Patricia's mm-hmm. defense is not meant for the the, the way NFL <laughs> defenses are should be run these he's, days. He's lucky his dad <laughs> took him back. To New <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I mean, Dan Campbell's a visual delight in that thing, too. He's, he's, oh, that's right, brother. He, he's going no team. He, have some Copenhagen and enjoy the ride. It's gonna he might have some,
3: <laughs> he <laughs> might
1: have some ADHD or something. He's always, he's moving around all the time, he's <laughs> having an absolute blast. I, it's, yeah, yeah.
3: Brad Holmes, too. Like that energy, man. Like that's why it's so, it's, all it's so top bottom. <laughs> like, like when you talk about never seeing anything like this, I've never seen it where every part of the organization is just so hyped and, and so energetic. Absolutely,
1: And, um, it, it's, it's so funny to me that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, like didn't know each other before. Yeah. This. Like the, <laughs>
2: really, they seem like best
1: friends. Really? I mean, yeah, th- I know, they, they so. have a great chemistry together. No, I you love it. I love <laughs> Campbell's in the You want to and garage? <laughs> you wanna go
3: in the garage? I love Campbell's <laughs> humbleness. I just, you
2: know, I, I just, you know, no ego when it comes to this stuff. If I need help, I'm going to ask him, I'm going to, I'm going to put good guys around me. I'm going to ask, I, you know, I don't know everything.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's,
2: he's just got I think he's got a really refreshing attitude about it. You know, his ego's not going to get in the way of us winning like some other coaches in the past.
3: <laughs> Fat coaches with beers yeah, and pencils in their ears.
1: Absolutely. I mean, everybody yeah. in this organization are now like, looks like they enjoy coming to work every day with like an immense amount of enthusiasm. That's just what you love to see. So it's
3: and I, I mean, there is really, I just want to say because from a personal perspective, I've had people like this in my life. Uh, like there's something to be said for building up through positive energy and not like that negative breakdown energy that like Trisha tried to enact. And these guys are all about, you know, criticism meant to build and encourage and, and get these guys the best out of their players by encouraging them. And I think that is just... I, I personally think that's the best way to do things. So I can't think of a better way to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, but we shall see. We shall see we if it works. Um, but yeah. right now, it's definitely uh, a lot of Kool-Aid flowing. A lot
2: of Kool-Aid. Flowing. Yeah, baby. Uh, Kool-Aid tastes uh, so good this time oh of yeah. year. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. Um, okay. So, I mean, l- like we said at the top, not a lot of um, news really going on this time of year. Uh, but, nonetheless, we can talk about the Lions for, you know, as long as we we breathe. Ever and
3: yeah. ever and ever. <laughs>
1: um, but we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll have more content coming at you going forward here. Um, Twitter at DrinkingLions. Instagram at Drinkin Aid, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe and please download your podcast. We really appreciate it. And please leave a review. We'd really appreciate that as well. We really do. We do. We do. And the, we do. The, the bad. The bad. Ones. We love you guys. We love you, man. Um, you know, just, so, um, yeah, no, we really appreciate it because uh, we take that feedback and we, uh, you know, we, we try yeah. to improve when we can. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. And last, but not at least, as always, go! go! Down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver
0: wave, stand and cheer the
1: brave.
3: Rock, rock, rock.
1: Go hard, win the game. With honor, you
3: will keep your fame. Down the field and game, a Lions victory. Go.